Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. You know, in your network, they always say it's important to have a rabbi and a lawyer if possible. <laughs> On Kingdom Stories from Down Under tonight, we are blessed to have Mabel Chua. She's a lawyer. I don't know if she's a rabbi, maybe her husband is a bit of a rabbi, we'll have him later on. But tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome uh, Mabel. Mabel, thank you so much for coming to Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thanks, Nathaniel, to be mentioned along the same lines as rabbis. (laughs) Intimidating. (laughs) You know, I grew up in Romania and uh, uh, I met a good friend of mine and he said, Nathaniel, you know how I did my schooling? He's a performer, okay. he's an artist, and he, he's just amazing. He's a Christian artist, but he's just amazing. He just builds rapport with anybody very fast. And he said to me, what my parents did to me, they said every summer they send me somewhere to, right. spend, to spend the summer with somebody. Oh but God. I didn't understand why. And they said, once they send me with the gypsy family <laughs> to become street smart. <laughs> One summer they send me with a rabbi. <laughs> To understand what you know, legalistic yeah, Jewish tradition yeah. means. One summer they spent, they sent me with nuns oh. <laughs> in a monastery. So that's how he developed everything. So that's what I'm saying in life. He so said, he's well rounded. He said in life you gotta have a rabbi as a friend, you know, a lawyer. <laughs> Oh, and maybe well. maybe somebody who's street smart as well, you know. I'm sure there will be a joke in there somewhere, but I just can't find one at the That's moment. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> Did you choose law uh, by 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 volition, like you wanted to do law, or was it something that you just sort of grew into? Yeah, look, um, uh, I'm I'm just blessed because um, law was something my dad actually um, said and recommended that I consider. Um, because he has been in his business life he has been blessed by having um, great lawyers who are great allies for his business yeah um, and being so touched by you know and 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 changed by what his lawyer has done in negotiation contracts and so on and so forth he was saying you know you should be a lawyer because you can really help people so uh, I I just listened to my parents Uh, you know during days you you listen to your parents and but you know I'm so blessed I did so you grew up in a very honouring culture. We, well, I suppose we do, um, but probably also just in uh, in our home environment, yes. um, honouring and listening to our parents is actually a, quite a normal thing. Yes, and we have actually re- reaped the fruit. Yes, you know of, of listening to our parents and not making really bad choices. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's it's nice to see somebody esteeming their parents. And, you know, I think now doing it is quite okay, but to do that when you're a, t- a teenager, yeah, it's a different story. Yeah, so yeah. So your dad must have kept a really good uh, uh, connection with you during that period of life. Yeah, look, um, my dad and myself, obviously, you know, relationships change over time with parents. I would say that over the years, the relationship has deepened to, to understanding... Not just thinking, yeah, you know, parents um, know best and just listen. I really understood the context. Yeah, um, the reasoning behind. From which, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. How many brothers and sisters were you? I have one brother, one younger brother. Young. Mm. So you, you did your dad have a soft spot for you? Well, that is girl. Yeah, I don't know actually. Um, I I thought that um, dad was quite strict with both myself and my brother. Yeah. Um, I would say that strict our relationship. Or firm? Strict and firm, both. Okay. Um, so when he says uh, um, no to something, it's a no. You know, you don't kind of challenge it and go, okay. well, is that a, a rubbery no or is that a firm no? You just go, go you know, it's a no. <laughs> so you grew up in Malaysia. I did. I grew up in Your Malaysia. Your dad is Chinese? Yes, yes. And mom mom and dad, oh, mom and, mom well. and dad are Chinese. So okay. Yeah. Chua, obviously, is a Chinese name. Yeah, Chua is my husband's uh, oh, is surname. It? Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. my maiden surname is Lee. Lee, again. Yeah. <laughs> and which part of Malaysia? Uh, I... I was born in a town called Ipoh, which is yeah. um, on the west side of Malaysia. But okay. I lived uh, for about 10 years in a, another town called Kuching, okay. um, which is on the other side of Malaysia. Oh, yeah, mm. on Kalimantan, on Borneo. Yeah, bo- in Borneo. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. You've been there? I've been there, love it. Oh, good. Great food. Yeah, great food. I had the steamboat. Oh, yes. <laughs> in Kuching and lots of bananas. And oh, monkeys yes. ate my bananas. When I went up to the temple to pay my tributes. No, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Wonderful place. I love Kuching. Yeah. We flew into Kuching a few times. And, yeah. um you know, they actually had flights from Perth direct to Kuching for a while. Air they Asia did, did, I think. I think it was only like once a week. Yeah, but yeah. still, direct flight to Kuching yeah. was something. Mm. And they also had flights to Kutakinabalu direct from Perth. That's right. And that's quite a nice place. Same island, totally different. Scuba diving, beautiful beaches. Yes, yes, indeed. But, you know, we've done mission work not mm. far from uh, Kuching. Uh, only a night's drive. <laughs> oh yes. So we used to fly into Kuching and yes. catch the train, the bus overnight all the way to towards Pontianak, and somewhere along the line, we got dropped off in the middle <laughs> of the jungle, which was beautiful. It must. It, it's a really amazing thing. I think uh, I don't know how many years ago, seventies, eighties, missionaries invested their lives yeah. in Borneo. So yes. really, um, Sarawak. Um, through the indigenous people in the yeah. indigenous community, there are yeah, a lot the Dayaks, of them. Are, yeah, a lot of them are ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent Christians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the beauty was that they were animists. Mm. They weren't mm. yet converted to Islam, so there was there was easier work in a sense, harder work in the in one way, but easier because they haven't been deformed. The harder part was uh, the fact that they didn't let go of the traditional. So they, they put Christianity on top of their traditional oh, beliefs. Okay. So a lot of the times they still practiced, you know, behind mm. the scenes, a lot of their traditional uh, ancestry mm. worship. Mm. But more and more, the younger generation are receiving the Lord, which is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So um, grew up uh, in Kuching until yes. what age? When did you move to Australia? Um, I moved to Australia in my teens. With your parents? Yes, with my parents. Um, they migrated my or migrated migrated to Australia as a on a work visa or. A... I, I don't even know what sort of visa it was. Uh, <laughs> the legalities of it yeah, all. Yeah, legalities. Then. Yeah, I was it a teenager. Matter. I just know that we're moving to Australia. Was it exciting? Do you remember when they broke the news? Yeah, I, I was I was excited to be honest. Uh, it's just that adventure, you know, of yeah. moving to a foreign land that's really far away. Yeah, you know, to see kangaroos and, <laughs> and just um, having a new environment. I think, um, yeah, I I I was very happy to wow. move. Mm. So how old were you? 
I was in my teens, uh, I don't know, like 15 or whatever. It is, so you came 14. here, was your English your second language or first language? Well, um, English was widely spoken in Malaysia, as you know, being a Commonwealth country. Um, but conversationally, we don't use it as much as we do now. We speak, so, what were you speaking so at home? At home, um, multiple Chinese dialects mixed with English. Okay, <laughs> so, more like a Singaporean, Hong Kong, oh, no, no. Um, probably a little bit different, but it, we can, um, in the conversation, you can actually mix two or three dialects and English together. So if you're on a fly on a wall, it's, uh, it makes a very funny conversation. And Malay, could you speak Malay? I did, but don't ask me about Malay now. I might be able to order food in Malay, that's it. Okay, okay I won't. <laughs> And uh, so you migrated to Perth as a teenager. What year mm. did you go into when you came here? Do you remember? Oh, I can't remember. What um, school? Well, I was actually a public school girl. Okay. So I went to Rossmoyne. Rossmoyne. Well, yeah. one of the best schools in the States. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> I not sure what it was, was at that time, but... <laughs> you made it. That's why, you know, it is now. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great community um, and very, uh, it was competitive then and yeah. it's still competitive now. I think, you know, the culture yeah. of working hard has always been there in the roots of that school. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Mm. So you decided to go to, to law school? Yeah. Straight yeah. from, uh, so you achieved the high score necessary to go into law? Well, enough to go into law, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and where did you go? Went to UWA. UWA. Yes. Um, and how challenging was that? Um. Look, at a time when we did university, when you want to do law, uh, you must pick law with another yeah. degree altogether, so double degree. So I yes. um, went into it with commas and law. Yeah. Um, so actually, at the start, when I started um, commas and law, I thought to myself, I'm not going to practice law. I just love the commas aspect of it. I did yeah. accounting and finance, you know, it's okay. numbers and you know, yeah. it's challenging projects, project finance, really fun. But uh, as um, as law continues to unfold yes. and as we learn a little bit more about it, and um, I think as uh, I think my dad identified something in me, sure. but also God did something in my heart yeah. uh, during the course and really. Um, really stirred up an interest yes. in the subjects that I was, I was doing. Um, and yeah, so I decided um, really only almost in my final year, that year law is what I want to pursue rather okay. than commerce. Although I'd still use the commerce degree, you know, um, yeah. knowledge very much in what we of do course. now. Yeah. And they, they, they tie in together. They, they do, they do. Because you're a commercial, you do commerce law I anyway. do, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, right. I still have to read balance sheets. and. <laughs> so what was your first job out of uni? My first job out of uni, so not during uni, because so during, during uni, uni I was just waitressing. Oh, you were doing waitressing, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, 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 like many uh, of the student population, you have to do that to earn Good. your keep. Good. Uh, and my first job out of uni was um, in a firm called um, Summers Partners at mm -hmm. the time. Uh, and I, I was with that firm for uh, a little bit more than 10 years. Whoa. Yeah. Did yeah, that's good innings, right? No, no, I didn't get a watch. You don't need you a watch. You have to do 25 years for that. Well, I, I was forever grateful for all the opportunities um, that I was given to learn. Were you exposed to, to many, many oh, yeah. aspects? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Steep learning curve? Definitely. Uh, like any job you know like a long hours um sometimes um i don't know what constitutes long hours nowadays <laughs> it's a you know is a 12, it's a 12, 12 hour normal. it's 12 hour days normal or is a 10 hour days normal um we do get 
uh, we do get some long days and sometimes we do have to work um, yeah. over the weekend. But I think it's just part part of job, part of um, working mm. and servicing the client excellently, you know. Yeah, yeah just sort of putting the time. How, how did your Christian work develop? Were your parents Christians? Well, my, my mum... Uh, uh, is a believer, but when I was growing up, my dad wasn't a believer. Yes. So, uh, Buddhist or not? No, free, free thinker, yeah. free thinker, but not adverse um, to things as spiritual. You know, yeah. he was always open. Mum brought me to Sunday school. So how how did your mum come to faith? I I don't know exactly. Um, I think there are some roots there through family ties that you know it's just quite nominal like anglican background sure. but she um she had her own radical encounter okay um but before her radical encounter when you know she just thought that um sending a child to sunday school was a good thing to do for uh, a yeah, child's development yeah and hence i was um uh, and, and and good child minding facility as yes. well isn't it <laughs> exactly so um, went to Sunday school and um, to be honest, I never really enjoyed Sunday school. I was, um, just, you know, I, I just basically stared at people and let people do what they did. And I was just um, a bystander. So wait, never, 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 not connected. Not yeah, in. no, never really real. Faith wasn't really real um, when I was, uh, when I was a child. Um, faith only became real to me when I was 21. How did that happen? Well, um, it's a great story. Um, when I was growing up, uh, more so in my teens, um, for some reason, I just had this profound sense of sadness mm-hmm. about life. Like, I don't know what it is. I just felt like maybe I'm just not good enough. Um, days I would cry myself to sleep mm. and not really understanding why. Um, was and it then a search I, for meaning? It, I think or I uh, when you when I look back at it now, it is a search for meaning and a search for relating mm-hmm. because all of us have that emptiness in our souls, you yes, know. Yes. And uh, I I had to go through that in order to find really what I was looking for. And so when I was twenty one, I attended a church camp, um, the church that I'm attending now. Actually, Who introduced you to that? Uh, it's actually a friend, my mum's friends daughter okay. connected me to it and mm-hmm. so again forever grateful for those people yeah. who have actually just joined the dots together yes. and, and took, took me to this camp and i just remember every session so um, there were teen- teenagers young adults yeah mainly university aged students it was a student ministry um sort of camp yeah. a winter camp down south or it was at Araluen. Oh, I don't nice. even know whether it's still there. There was an Araluen. Uh, Botanical garden. It's near the, but next to the Botanic Gardens, but it's actually a set of chalets or yeah, yeah, yeah. dormitories. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. So it was winter came, camp. We were freezing our bums off, uh, but it was just a wonderful experience of encountering God. And every time there was an uh, altar call, I was out there giving my heart to God. Over and, and over again. Yeah, just let his love wash over me. And yeah, that so was a radical It was encounter. real. It was real for you. Very, very real. Um, just knowing God as real and present. You know, how, he's not how, far away. How did you get over the reasoning in your mind? How did you, know, you... I never thought about it as a reasoning sort of thing. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just the way I'm wired. I just know what felt right. Okay. And at that time, I just felt like 
um, what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. um, I could not explain it, yeah. but I know it felt right. And I know it made me feel whole. Okay, so you, know? you didn't feel insecure. It was real. It was, yeah, it was happening. It was real. It was happening. Um, God was present and his love was real. Yes. Um, and I just feel this sense of, as I say, you know, it's like the love of God just washing over me, his goodness and his virtues is washing o- over wow. me. It just felt like a real transformation. So when you came back? Yeah, I was I was different. Uh, so I started buying like Christian CDs. You know, my, my first Christian CD was Shout to the Lord. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> if you remember Shout to the yeah. Lord uh, um, with Darlene, it was, I think it was one of the earlier Hillsong recordings. And I just used to play it all the time at home. Uh, Darlene Chick is a good friend. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah so, so beautiful. Yeah. And... Um, uh, what did your mum say and your dad? Um, I don't remember them saying much to me, um, but I suppose they would have actually witnessed a life change. Yes. And they probably also witnessed... Because you were living at behavior- home, right? I was living at home at the time. Um, and they probably also witnessed behaviour change. And I'm sure know? they would have liked that. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get baptised? I um, Funny enough... I got baptized in an Anglican church in my teens, right? Before that. Before that. So this is years ago. In Australia or back there? Back in Malaysia. And I got re-baptized by my husband. Oh, later on. Yeah, much later on. I just felt like, no, this is something that I do want to do. And yeah, yeah, my husband baptized me. Beautiful. Mm. He's a manly, a godly man. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Wonderful. And uh, so you obviously started following the Lord. Mm. Um, So you had this Christian perspective when you studied law as well. I did. Did Uh, you make the connection with the responsibility and, you know, what it means to, you know, justice, righteousness, you know, ethical, mm, moral mm. uh, attributes of, of God's law? So... This is what I will say. I will say that when I was studying, yeah. um, whilst I knew that God was a just God, yeah, and God desires justice and righteousness, I don't think I really understood at the time really what God's justice really meant. Yes. Um, and even now, you know, I'm I find myself learning, unlearning, and relearning. Yeah. What God's justice actually really means um uh, and i think as i uh you know continue in my practice and continuing to see how justice outworks in the legal system through the legal system in people's lives um you know justice is not about exacting punishment yes um on someone and sometimes we know when we think of law we think about um, winners you know, and someone, losers. Winners and losers, and we think about you know someone who deserves punishment because they've no. done a crime, but a lot of t- times, and even in my experience um, working commercial, a lot of times things are quite grey. You know, you yeah. can't really kind of exact punishment on somebody um, for something that's done. It's about really more about God's restorative um, justice that is undergirded by love. Yeah, you know, His love for humanity. Yeah. Um, and seeing the outworks in people's lives so that um, justice is about what that, that person in God's original design 
um, should have, yes. you know, um, should be entitled to. So you named your practice Maika 68. Yeah, it's called M68 for Maika 68. Uh, Which means, yeah, yes, you know, act justly, love mercy, mercy. and walk humbly before your God. Is that your life motto? Probably is. Uh, it's a bit cool, isn't it, to say it's a yeah. life motto? Um, but I'll, probably I'll say that it challenges me uh, daily. Yeah, it's a reminder. It's a reminder and um, and also a really great path to follow, you know. How, how do I walk humbly before God? Yeah. Um, and one aspect of walking humbly uh, in faith is to actually act with justice but undergirded by love. Yeah, because and everything mercy. is summed up in love. I mean, you can't have yeah. mercy without love. You can't exactly. have justice without love. You can't have... You can't walk humbly without loving the one, the object yes, of your yes. walk. And yeah, that, God. that's God's justice. Yeah. You know? yeah. Do you get to shine, Jesus? We try to. In this, in, uh, in every. This is a very strange world. Most people are not familiar with this, you know, sphere, mm. uh, the law and governance. Yeah. And um, you know, business also. There's a lot of evil, there's a lot of darkness, there's a yeah. lot of pain, there's a lot of hurt, yeah. there's a lot of losses. Mm. Um, there's mm. a great opportunity, obviously, as well. Mm. It is. And uh, I think the light, God's light, um, when it can, just a little bit of light in a place of darkness makes a huge difference. Have you had a client who said to you, you're different or what, what is about you? Um, some people do say that. Uh, can, you, can you pinpoint a particular case where you receive some feedback? Well, I, we, we do receive feedback quite often um, that they appreciate our honesty. Yes. Um, because there's a reputation that lawyers are expensive, um, they rip people off, you know, and they kind of lead people down a garden trail. And what we really try to do is just work out right from the start, you know, just have some honest talk here. Yeah. What are we talking about? And where are we going? What are some of the chances of success? You know, talk through that and being really open yes. to a client yeah. um, so that they know where they stand. Um, and so we really try to add value um, in that way and, and also to highlight that justice in the realm of different possibilities, yes. what is really, that what could be the most just and most fair outcome in the yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, in a way, it's a ministry, isn't it? It, it is a ministry. Because what you're doing is you're not just sorting out their issues, you're reconciling them. Reconciling them to themselves a lot of the times, yeah, to yeah. their partners, to their business people, to their um, business, and to their creator. Yeah, and back to, to God. To their, to their which creator. Is the most important thing. Yeah. So yeah, there are many times when um, you know we do try and sow seeds. You it disguised in legal advice, sure. but really you sowing language seeds. It, you language it differently. Obviously, you're not being we're not bringing Bible verses there. Yeah, but it's biblical principles. Yes, at but work. the principles. Yeah. So what yeah. I say to people, you know, my service is not a Christian service, but I am Christian. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's done with Christian so, values. Yeah. So yes. the program, you know, your your service is not a Christian service, but it is done with your identity, which is a Christian identity. So yeah. you bring the, to the table those values. Yeah, we bring to the table those values uh, in really the outcome, if we can, to the best that we can um, you know, navigate to an outcome, but also in the way that we do it. Yeah. How we deal with people, how we talk to people. Yeah. We don't see a head and kick it. No. You know, we don't see a penny and grab it. Yes. Um, because that's that's really um, that's that's not honoring of God. Sure. Um, and that's not honoring of people. Yeah, it's just valuing everybody. Yeah. Uh, as as a cre- expression of learning. Yeah, of of loving people. And God's creation. Mm. Where did you meet uh, your husband? Met my husband in church. Well, that's a good place to meet her. Oh, isn't you it? You meet your husband. <laughs> did you meet your wife in church? I did. Oh, well, there you go. I, I was preaching and I saw her while I was preaching because she was the tallest girl in the room <laughs> and the most beautiful girl in the room. And uh, I think my sermon wasn't that great that day. <laughs> oh, yeah, so met him. Um, we were in the same connect group. Uh, oh. So in our church, we um, so this is post uni after uni, after uni, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, we were in the same connect group together, hung out with friends, we'd go out eating as you we young people usually do, yeah. Um, and just over the course of time, you know, friends became best friends, and that's how things go. I'm sure you know the story, you know the drill. <laughs> he worked out the courage, or you worked out the courage approach oh look so long ago um i don't exactly remember um i just don't remember how it was when we went together i just remember times when we were together yeah do you know what i'm trying to say yeah. like uh, just don't really remember it how was did he propose vague. to you he proposed during hillsong conference not at the conference um but when we uh, we flew to Sydney. We flew to we we went to Sydney and and we were staying in an, in an apartment um, with some other people who went to um, conference together. And those days, Hillsong Conference used to be over five nights. Yeah, full on. It was pretty full on. And at the stadium at the, or a... in this in a stadium, and at the end of it, everyone gets a Hillsong Conference flu, you know. Um, but anyway, um, he has already said, "Look, we'll take Wednesday night off because yes. usually that's a, like a very good valve reliever and yes. just kind of reset your body, and yep, you know, yep. you you go full um, full on again." So we took Wednesday night off, and we went out for dinner. Um, in fact, I didn't want to go for dinner. I said we should really just get takeaway. I didn't know that he actually had dinner, it was just you dinner and him. booked. Yeah, yeah, just us uh, together, and um, yeah, he proposed. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. Wow, nice views of Sydney Harbour. Were you near the harbour? Yeah, we love we love the Sydney Harbour. Yeah, yeah. just love walking along. Yeah. Along that area, I love it too. I yeah. like jogging around there. Oh, just, okay. Yeah. I, I don't jog. I'm not built to jog. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't even try it. It's just not for everybody. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful, wonderful. Now you've also had challenges. Obviously, um, you uh, wanted to have children for many years, and we've gone through the same challenge for eleven years. Um, how how difficult was that for you? Look, I think. I wouldn't say it was uh, a, just the hand we're dealt, and yeah. um, you know we're just we're just grateful for each other, yeah. and we're grateful for what God has um, planned for us, 
uh, and he, I know that he's not finished with us. Yeah. And also just looking at the possibilities rather than the impossibilities. Sure. You know, the possibilities of the time that we have, that we can sow into other people's lives, um, that we can invest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Which leads me to that question. What's, what's the ministry that you're involved in at the moment? Um, really, I, I, think, I think generally, um, and then also specifically, I'll, I'll just mention it. Generally, I just love um, being with people and in situations to bring out the best and to bring out its full potential. Yes. Right. And so whether it's in law, in practice, you yeah. know, a lot of things that we do we, when we're putting transactions together, yeah. it's nice to actually like, unpack the potential of the commercial yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um, and when we're resolving issues, just unpacking the potential of a restore, restore relationship. Yeah. Um, so you, and they have the trust now. They trust in you at that time. Well, it, trust is very important, you yeah. know, in, in, in any relationship and particularly in the client's lesser relationship. Um, and in the um, in, in church, I serve in the, in the worship and creative arts ministry, working with people. And so what really blesses my heart is just seeing people rise to their potential. Yeah. So whatever I can do so to add value to that. You're mentoring somebody at the moment? I suppose you can call it mentoring or just sewing and giving, whatever whatever it is, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, label it. Yeah, just really there to invest, invest in people mm, and just loving people. And your parents are uh, still in Perth? Yeah, parents are still in Perth. They celebrate what you're doing? They do, they Very do. Fond. Yeah, well, they, they come to the church that um, we attend. Okay, what's this yeah. church? It's called uh, Kingdom Light with Mickey Kingdom Coburn. Light. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And it's a, is it a, a mixed Asian Australian church or is it more uh, Australian? Probably a little bit more Asian. Yeah. Um, but quite a few Caucasian family, um, even families from South Africa, yeah. um, family from, and, and not just like Chinese, Chinese, we're yeah. with a Thai family oh, nice. um, and Indian families. Yeah. It's Perth is very interesting and so is Australia, uh, you know, for our people who watch us from overseas is because Australia is so multi-ethnic. It just, it is. you know, it's such a melting pot, you it know, is. in every church you'll find if, even if in that church there was only one person, he or she would come from two or three backgrounds anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like even in our church, we've got, you know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, nine or ten ethnicities, if not more. Yes. And we've, we're, we're only a smaller church. Yes, yes. And, uh, but that, that is very common, very it, common. It is very common. And also, as you say, you know, it can be someone who is Indian ethnically, but they are third generation South African. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm Chinese ethically, but I'm multiple generation. I don't know how many generations. Well, you were born in Malaysia. Yeah, and, you know, and they were in Australia. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's yeah, that's, that's just part of being Australian. What's the legacy like to leave for the generations that come after you that follow? Um, I suppose maybe I can answer it this way. If if in my life. I can use the time and the resources that God has given me to just lift people higher and yeah. to lift community higher. Yeah. I would have done my job. I would have served God's purpose for the generation. 
Beautiful. The, the purpose of restoration of all things. Mm-hmm. Because God's yeah. restoring the world. He's restoring people. He's restoring relationship. And and if I can be a part of that, I think I've I've done I've done my job, you know. And yeah. hopefully I'll get a well done, good and faithful servant. servant. <laughs> yeah. I think that's beautiful. Well, I really pray that you are able to do that. I believe you are doing it as we speak, and that shift uh, is being made right now in the lives of many people. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. to Kingdom Thanks, Stories. Thank you, Nathaniel. Well, how about that? Lifting people higher. If you were lifted higher uh, by listening to Mabel tonight, uh, I really pray that you can take this message to heart and also apply it in your life so you can lift those people around you higher especially your family, your close friends, and any other people the Lord gives you. Um, I know you love this content, otherwise you wouldn't have stayed this far with us. Because you love it, we encourage you to share it. Uh, On whatever media platform you are watching or listening to this, we value your distribution channels also to your larger uh, circle of friends and those people you influence. Um, Kingdom Stories from the Ananda is a weekly uh, episode. It's a weekly show and uh, if you haven't journeyed with us for too long, there are plenty of shows already filmed on YouTube and also on the podcast you can listen to. And uh, soon you will also hear from Dr. Chow, which is um, Mabel's husband, who is Mabel's husband. So he will also be on the show in, in the future episodes. So do stay with us and do come back next week as we bring you fresh content from Kingdom Stories uh, from the Ananda. Lord Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.